Hi, this is Peter Schwartz, public address announcer for the Cosmos, and you're listening to the First Team Podcast. Hello, Cosmos Country. On this week's episode, I will go through the court documents on the United States Soccer Federation and Major League Soccer's motion to compel and the antitrust lawsuit. Lastly, I will discuss the latest on MPSL Pro and the future of the New York Cosmos. So let's kick off the show by talking about the NASL of the United States Soccer Federation court documents. On Friday, September 14, 2018, there was a hearing in the Brooklyn Courthouse of the Eastern District of New York on the United States Soccer Federation and Major League Soccer's respective motion to compel in the antitrust lawsuit. So I'm going to go through some court documents. Not all of them, of course, but just some of them. The first court document is the North American Soccer League's communications with government authorities. First, the United States Soccer Federation seeks each and every communication between the North American Soccer League and federal or local governmental authorities without subject matter limitations as well as every media comm communication with the governmental authorities related to NASL or soccer. This request would sweep in highly sensitive documents having nothing to do with this case, such as communications with immigration and authorities relating to NASL's players, the Department of Labor, and the Internal Revenue Service, the IRS, as well as irrelevant communications with local governmental officials about day-to-day security, permitting, and logistical issues involving soccer matches. So for me, the United States Soccer Federation, they want... As much as they can get. They want all the information. And the NASL, they want all the information that they can get from MLS, from U.S. Soccer, so they can prove their case in court. Right On that date, they want to go and they want to put their their best foot forward. The United States Soccer Federation and Major League Soccer, they want to prove their side of the case. And that's where they want all this information. But for me, I don't see why you would need the North American Soccer League or Mediacom's communications with governmental officials. Like the NASL says at the end here, irrelevant communications with local governmental officials about day-to-day security and logistical issues involving soccer matches. So first, they're not just asking for some information regarding the NASL. There's information that probably the NASL doesn't want to share with the United States Soccer Federation. Because it might hurt the NASL as a business. It might be that private information like the day-to-day security. They don't want to share it with anyone, even if it's the court or it's 
Major League Soccer. They don't want this to get to the public for sure. I believe that because even when Rocco was trying to put that $500 million bid to um, Carlos Guadero, the United States Soccer Federation president, he didn't want to reveal a lot of information because he thought whatever information I share with them, it's going to be in their hands now and they can take that and maybe hurt us or maybe take our ideas or things like that because every single league is their own business and they're doing their own thing. So the NASL has their own plans for the future. Rocco and the New York Cosmos have their plans for the future. And I will talk about that later on. Moving on to the next court document here. The United States Soccer Federation has also sought to acquire documents relating to Camiso's other lawsuits and actions against the United States Soccer Federation, claiming that these would demonstrate bias. Uh, the North American Soccer League argues this is a part of a, a harassment campaign and is irrelevant. The United States Soccer Federation, they requested documents relating to Camiso's attempted purchase of AC Milan. And here is the uh, court document on that. This is the NASL responding to that um, request for documents. Fourth, there is no valid basis for the four United States Soccer Federation document requests to the North American Soccer League seeking materials relating to Mr. Cremiso's efforts to purchase a stake in AC Milan, a European soccer team, having nothing to do with his work involving NESL. The United States Soccer Federation's stated basis for this request is that discovery related to the plaintiff's alleged market definition is relevant. As a supporter of the New York Cosmos and of the NESL, I don't believe that the United States Soccer Federation should bring up AC Milan and his efforts to purchase a stake in the club because it has nothing to do with this lawsuit. It has nothing to do with it because, and I'll give you my reasons, AC Milan plays in Italy. They are in a European league. They have their own laws within soccer in that country. Mr. Camiso, Rocco Camiso, he owns the New York Cosmos in the NASL. He pays membership fees to U.S. soccer. So he has a say when it comes to what's going on in the United States. In America, we have owners who own MLS clubs and own foreign clubs. We have NYCFC. They own New York City FC and MLS. They own Manchester City. They own a team in China and Japan. So it's called a city football group. They own numerous teams throughout the world. You have Colorado Rapids. Stan Kroenke. He owns the Colorado Rapids of MLS. And he owns Arsenal Football Club in the English Premier League. So there's no reason why this should be brought up in court. It has nothing to do with the Cosmos, the NASL. He just wanted to buy AC Milan because he's Italian and he didn't want to see an historic club go out of business and um, fall from the top of European football, really. Um, and the Cosmos, they're another historic club as well, and that's why he bought the team as well. It, it just goes to show you that the United States Soccer Federation will do anything to win this case. They will do anything to prove their side of the story in the court of law. And uh, that's what I'm really looking forward to. I hope the NASL comes out on top and we can finally have change in U.S. soccer. But as we all know, this is going to take a lot of time um, for that to happen. So let's move on to the next topic, which is my interview 
with near cosmos forward bloody Bartage. I sent him some questions via email and he answered them and there are on the website firstteampod.com. And it was a very interesting Q&A on the website. You should check it out. It's not just questions and answers. It's some more of my opinion on the matter and on his answers as well uh, because I feel that there's a lot going on in lower division soccer off the field that needs to be addressed. And that's why I do this show every single week. That's why we have the website firstteampod.com where maybe I can't talk about that issue at the moment or maybe I'm interviewing someone and we could have a lot more content up and running on firstteampod.com. So go check it out. It's a great article and the title is The United States Soccer Federation Stopped Us From Playing Professional Soccer. And you will not see this anywhere else. This is a player that put on the Cosmos shirt, played in the NASL, played in the NPSL for the New York Cosmos B team. He played for Puerto Rico FC in the NASL. So the point I'm trying to make is that this is a player that we watched play for our boys in green, and he is telling you his point of view on the state of U.S. soccer. And that's very important because we're hearing experts and pundits and former professional players tell us what's going on. But we have a player on our website, near Cosmos Forward, Bloody Bartage, telling us from his point of view, the current state of U.S. soccer. Every single week, I tell you my point of view. I'm just a fan. I don't know what happens behind closed doors. I do get told things sometimes, but sometimes I can't say things, right? I can't reveal that information. But we have that inside track. We have that inside person who is Buddy Bartage, near Cosmos Forward, telling us his thoughts on U.S. soccer. So I have some quotes from the interview that I will read through, and they are very interesting. On the NASL lawsuit, I don't know what's going on. The United States Soccer Federation stopped us from playing professional soccer, with the United States Soccer Federation sanctioning the North American Soccer League, so many people lost their jobs. These people make their money and feed their families from soccer. What they did is not right, but hopefully it will get better. I think a professional soccer player should focus only on training and games. They shouldn't work other jobs to make a living in other ways like a lot of USL players do. That's not right. Yeah, a professional soccer player should only have to worry about the match every single week and training every single day. That's a professional soccer player. A professional player or a professional anything means you're getting paid to only worry about that one thing to do that one job not play in the usl and go have an office job or go work at Shoprite or right you're not supposed to go and do another job on the side that's not professional sports that is not professional sports and usl is selling their fans something that's not true and that is not right as well. They should be paying people, if that's on the field, if that's off the field, in the offices, a living wage. And they might say, well, the revenue streams are not coming in the right way. We're not making as much money as we want to. Or the money's not there to pay players a living wage. But in any other business, there's laws that state that you have to pay people a certain amount of money. 
especially in lower division soccer, it's all over the place. Are there any laws on athletes' wages, on professional sports' wages? There should be. On the future of lower division soccer, Bloody Bartage had this to say. Lower divisions matter because a lot of guys need playing time. So that's why I think the NASL, NPSL Pro, and all these pro leagues would help American soccer in so many ways. And Bloody Bartage is right on every single topic. Because without lower division soccer, these players would never have a chance to play at the professional level. Let me give you this example. Jamie Vardy of Leicester City in the English Premier League. He worked his way up from the lower divisions. In America, that will never happen. Jamie Vardy worked his way up from the lower divisions to the point where he would play well, play well, he would move up, right? Maybe not with the team. Maybe the team didn't get promoted, but teams from a higher level would see him and they would scout him and he would move up the pyramid based on his skill set, based on how he plays. And now he's playing in the top flight. He won the Premier League. He played in the Champions League. That's a success story. In America, we don't have that. We have the top flight, Major League Soccer, looking down on the lower divisions when they know that the lower divisions sort of is the pathway and we see these stories every single day. The New York Cosmos. We had Jimmy Maurer play for the Cosmos and the second division. And where is he playing now? FC Dallas, top flight in U.S. soccer. You have Andres Flores, who joined Giovanni Savarese in MLS, Portland Timbers. You have Miguel Ibarra, who played for Minnesota United. And now he's joining Minnesota United in Major League Soccer. You have these success stories. But number one, they don't get credit for that. When you read the press releases, right, and the official release on their website, on social media, they usually, it's mostly Major League Soccer, they usually don't really credit that team that that player played for. For example, say a player went to go join the Timbers, right, and he played for the Cosmos or he played for the Silverbacks. They would try to mention the club as least as possible because they probably don't want to give that club credit. They don't want to promote that club or that league. And that's the problem with U.S. soccer. That's really the major problem with U.S. soccer is that the top division, they look down on the second division, on the third division, maybe even semi-pro soccer. But if you actually think about it, the MPSL is the pathway for MLS. Every single year, you have the NPSL. They have like this um, training session where they have scouts from professional teams and they go scout the future star in American soccer. And that's the beauty of the lower divisions. And that's why for Bloody Bartage, it is important. Also, maybe a player can't play at the top flight. So they play in the second tier, the third tier. And they're making a living wage and they can support their family and themselves. That's the number one priority is to get paid a living wage where you don't have to work another job. Or you can just worry about soccer. You can um, take care of your body and be the best you can be in the game. So that's 
move on to the final topic on this week's episode, and that's MPSL Pro and the future of the New York Cosmos. There hasn't been that much news on MPSL Pro, but from what I can tell you right now, according to Michael Lewis of FrontRowSoccer.com, the league, the MPSL, is planning to hold an October press conference to announce its intention. So that's what I'm holding on to, and I think that's what all the fans that are looking forward to this league should hold on to because there has to be news really as soon as possible. All the clubs that will be associated with the first season in the MPSL Pro, they have to be working and planning on maybe 2019 MPSL Pro at the moment. So if that's planning on where they're going to play, for the New York Cosmos, they need to hire a office staff to support the -the on-the-field team. And then they need to hire a head coach, hire a coaching staff. When Rocket bought the team in December, January, he had about, I think, three or four months to maybe hire more people, pay the people that were owed money, and sell season tickets, sell sponsorships, put a team on the field. So I don't think the Cosmos at the moment want to do that. They, I don't think they want to rush into uh, maybe some players that they had to take and things like that. For example, we saw with Amari, he was a great addition to the team, but he had his own personal issues. Was that a rush to to try to get him? I don't know. But I don't want to see the Cosmos try to rush into putting a team together. We don't want to see that. We want to see, or me personally, I would love to see them take their time, really. But they need to play in 2019 in the MPSL Pro. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to this October press conference, and we will have you covered here on First Team Podcast. Like I said earlier, the New York Cosmos, they need to put together a office staff as soon as possible. That really is the number one priority. And then you need to hire a coach that will put together a team. There's so many question marks around the New York Cosmos, potentially in 2019 in the NPSL Pro. I'm looking forward to it. Thanks for tuning into this week's show. I really appreciate it. Follow First Team Podcast on Twitter and on Facebook at First Team Pod. Check out our website, firstteampod.com. And on the website, we have that piece with Bloody Bardage, a Q&A with Bloody Bardage. The title is that um, the United States Soccer Federation uh, stopped us from playing professional soccer. Want to voice your opinion on what has been discussed on this week's episode of First Team Podcast? Feel free to email the show at firstteampod at gmail.com. We will have a article coming up real soon with Danny Satella, and he will give us his take on uh, the current state of U.S. soccer. So look out for that. That should be a very exciting read on firstteampod.com. Keep it locked here on First Team Podcast, on the weekly podcasts, on our website, firstteampod.com, and on social media because... Once we have more news, once we have more details, we will uh, release it on social media, on our website, and on the podcast. So stay tuned, and I'm looking forward to the October press conference um, regarding NPSL Pro. So thanks for tuning into this week's show. I really appreciate it. And as always, let's go near Cosmos. Yeah, just want to give a shout out to the five points. Borough boys up in the Cosmos and the Cross Island yeah. crew. Uh, uh, yeah, it's New York street and white. What we believe you see and fight. Indeed, it seems to be achieving. See, we do and did it right. Cosmo country loving, we above them. I'm just saying. All those lovely somethings come and see it and I'm playing. The fact of this rap from here, tax, hash, and bliss. Reacts, tap, and we win. So fast, racking them in. Whether it's stack the wing, holding back.
Got a ball and a dream. Got a ball and a dream. We do. I'm new as true. Fancy crew. Down for you, no doubt they do. Surrounding you with bad views. Like shouting cues aloud to you without the dudes. Around my crews, I'll track the best, no excuse. Each session a lesson. It's not about perfection. The work's the test and F's connected like a method. Not breathless out the training, something's gotta be corrected. Rushing and acceleration at the start's the most suggested. Infected with greatness. Potential is spacious. Out the world, just face it. The work becomes contagious. Some may say we made it, but now we just begun. Sorry if you hate it because I can tell you that I'm far from done.